listening to a special bonus episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And on this special bonus episode today, we are talking about the topic that's really on everybody's minds. It's everywhere in social media. You can't turn on the news without it. And if you guys are subscribers or listeners to the podcast, you might have noticed that we haven't released a podcast episode this week. And that's in part because of the coronavirus, COVID-19, pandemic, epidemic, scare, just all this stuff that's going on. And one of the reasons why we haven't released anything is because we felt we should address it, but we really didn't know what to say or how to address it. We didn't really, we didn't want to just add to the noise that's out there Um, because, you know, most news outlets and government regulations and other church uh, resources, I think, have covered what we should do uh, fairly well. Yeah. And everybody's got an opinion anyway, so, I mean, it's just sometimes it's hard to know what to actually think or what to actually believe when there's all this stuff out there. So we wanted to do something just a little bit not that. Yeah, exactly. Because we're not medical experts. We don't know. We're trying to sort through this stuff as best we can ourselves. But um, one of the cool things that we did have scheduled for this week that um, started out, like I I remember we were getting ready to – have this interview, and I was reading this book by uh, Jay Kim called Analog Church. And the cool thing about Jay Kim is that he's a pastor in Silicon Valley, so like the tech mecca of the world. And he's been on staff at many of these churches and utilized lots of technology. And yet he's seeing that technology can have a negative effect on our churches. And um, it's the whole point of this book is about moving away, or he, he has seen the, the uh, detrimental things that have happened when our church culture has moved in a direction of trying to become relevant at all costs and embracing digital media and everything that we do. And so it can have some of these really damaging, isolating effects on who we are as a church, and so we're not doing those things that we should be doing. And I, so I told Josh, you know, getting ready for the interview uh, a couple weeks ago as all this stuff was starting to get going with the coronavirus, it's like, man, I've got to at least like slip in some sort of joke about, you know, hey, you know, coronavirus, how does that make it? But then like within a week, all churches basically shut down and moved to an online platform for the foreseeable future. I mean, we don't know how many weeks or months that this is going to be going Which on. Which is kind of the opposite of what he's arguing for in his book. Exactly. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, now the script is flipped. We actually have to address this thing. And um, man, I'll tell you what, like Jay really, he had some really good wisdom and insights, um, not just in the book in general, like he did, like the book is great. And, and I will, I will go ahead and say, like, even amidst all this coronavirus stuff, his insights about analog church are worth it. They, they haven't left. They, ha- they haven't gone away. In fact, um, I think they become more important, as you're going to hear here in just a little bit. It affects the way that we think about how we do digital church. Exactly. And, um, and he's really open in the—he's really upfront in the book about 
you know, it's not it's not about removing digital technology from our churches. Like so certain things are good and it's fine to have them. I think the ethic comes down to do these things cause us to be isolated? Do they push us further apart or do they bring us uh, closer together? Do they make us more human or do they make us less human? And so a, a great example is like, you know, you get together with a group of friends. You're going to go out to eat somewhere. And uh, rather than being in the moment and, you know, everybody's sitting around looking at each other, having a conversation focused on the meal and the experience, everybody's looking at their phone instead. So we are together, but we are completely alone. So we've isolated ourselves from one another, even though, um, you know, social media was intended to bring us together. And so to, to the degree to which it can do that, like I think, you know, social media is a, a great thing. Um, but we have to be really wise when using these technologies, especially in the church, because the church is called to do particular things. And again, I think technology can aid that in a lot of ways. But his point is, is that we've adopted a lot of these things without really thinking through um, what the church is supposed to be doing. And then we've, we've not used wisdom when, when going about creating digital spaces in our churches. And so, but with all that said, this is a time where we have to do that. And um, so what do we do then? So what do we do then? So I wanted to ask Jay about that. And uh, man, I think you guys are really, really going to be surprised by his answer. So that's why we decided to go ahead and release this bonus episode um, today. The full episode is going to be out next week with him. So um, be sure to uh, make sure you're subscribed and turn on notifications or whatever. Just so you're not going to want to miss this episode with him and get a full picture of what it means to go to or move towards an analog church. But for today, we want to focus on how the church's response to the coronavirus is uh, and, and, and how we can use our digital technologies to actually be moving towards and create a hunger and thirst for an analog church culture. Okay, so let's talk about the big thing that is going on right now in the world, which is coronavirus, yeah. COVID-19. Yes. We're talking about community, shopping around for our churches. Right now, pretty much Every church in America has stopped having service and is going yep. to an online um, live streaming situation yeah. of some sort. Um, yep. Okay, so that's you know super unfortunate that you have a book about analog church coming out <laughs> amidst that. But I think it could or actually fortunate. be I'm actually, or fortunate yeah, exactly. I think it could be really exciting. really important. Um, yeah. So what are you? What are your thoughts on this and, and this? this necessary trend that's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally, man. That's a great question. Uh, that's the reality of our church. Now we just got, a, you know, County mandate. Actually, we made the decision to shut down, um, uh, a few hours before the County mandated it, not because we knew it was coming, but because we felt like it was the wise and responsible thing to do. So when the County a few hours later came in and said, we're, we're mandating this, uh, we were like, Oh, we were ahead of the curve. And <laughs> yeah. We're happy about that. Yeah. What's driving us as is true for most churches I know, and most churches across the country right now, beautifully. So I think is, um, you know, to seek the common good, out of driven by love of neighbor. And it's really beautiful to me, you know, mm -hmm. to see so many church leaders um, representing such a wide variety of, of Christian traditions and denominations and such all rallying around this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is about the common good, promoting the common good 
and um, you know, doing it out of a love for neighbor. This is what Christian witness looks like. You know, yesterday I read this um, New York Times article by Esau McCauley, who is a writer and a professor at Wheaton College, and he says that in this time during um, COVID nineteen, it it is our absence rather than our presence that will be that will be the shape of faithfulness for the Christian church in this time. And uh, I love that, you know, and so while that's really difficult, uh, um, it's the right thing to do. So our church has gone online, really fascinating. The last Sunday gathering we had in person two weeks ago, because my book is coming out, I taught on analog church. And then the very next Sunday, we're like, also, we're going totally digital for a while. (laughs) So uh, it's been funny. Um, But, you know, I've also, I'll I'll readily admit, it's been awesome to be able to leverage online technologies to at least stay connected in ways that definitely fall short uh, of embodied presence, Mm -hmm. but keep us connected um, in ways that without these technologies, we'd be even more apart. So that's been helpful. And, um, you know, I wrote wrote an article for for a website uh, about a week ago or something. And in it, I I said this, this this has been our posture as a church. We have to teach our people that our leveraging of online and digital platforms to stay somewhat connected in this time apart, it is a temporary compromise, not an ongoing convenience. Mm. And so we've been saying that as a mantra over and over again. And actually, really beautifully, what we've seen in our church and what I'm seeing, I could be wrong, but what I seem to be seeing across the country, not just with churches, but definitely in churches, is that this forced separation physically is driving a deeper sense of awareness within us that actually what we really need is to be with one another. Mm -hmm. I'm really hopeful that when this finds its resolution that um, church communities all across the country are going to be like clamoring to be together in real time, real space. And, um, so in some ways it's like such a unique thing we have to work toward the common good out of love for neighbor. But once this is done, uh, I'm already beginning to see the seeds of a really beautiful future where people begin to realize, like, uh, I did not realize how deeply I would miss being with my church in real time and real space until I was forced to be a part. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me of this Lent season that we're in right now where, you know, we, we fast, we give up so that when we then celebrate the resurrection and, and, you know, it's It's even sweeter, it's that feasting. And so like that, that's what we're going through now. And so I think, I think you're right. And I never, I didn't think about it from that perspective, but man, this can really just be an opportunity to stoke the fires and, 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 uh, and get us ready for this thing, man. Like when we're able to get back together and celebrate. Yeah. One of the things that's really encouraging to me is I see, um, a part of several, uh, ministers groups on Facebook and a lot of them, they're they're honestly wrestling with this, trying to find ways to stay connected, to keep this analog connection mm-hmm. with people. And uh, yeah. I think one of the the most exciting things I've seen are the churches that are trying to break their congregations up into small groups who mm-hmm. can meet and stay under the the uh, the legal limit of yeah, the, yeah. whatever the gathering is for whatever right. uh, yeah. location they're at, uh, just so that they can maintain that connection. They're mm-hmm. they're trying to find ways to 
get people into uh, private Facebook groups together, get people into texting groups together, get people on video conferencing together. And they're trying to, yeah. to honestly wrestle with this. And to me, that's exciting. It's the, yeah. it's the ones who don't struggle with this transition that I think uh, bother me the most. Well, it's taking it's just, us off of autopilot. Yeah. It's really causing that's us true. to be like intentionally engaged with the way the world is, is changing right now. And again, to your point, Jay, I love that, that this is actually a witness of the church to, mm. to cancel services right now for the common good. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. though we're not able to be together, uh, it's, it is for the benefit of everyone while we're doing what we're doing. And so, right. um, yeah, I think that is such an important thing that we, we grasp and, uh, and continue to work towards that, no matter no matter what the the situation or the season is for our churches. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Jay and his work, check out jkimthinks.com. To make sure you don't miss the full episode with Jay Kim, be sure to subscribe and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify or the podcast player you use.